Well, hello again, everyone. This is your host, Matt, with another episode of Deep Thoughts, Simple Truths. I want to give a big shout out to everyone who is here, who has made it, who has lived another day, has worked and toiled, and you're here, you're present. I want to give a big shout out to you. I'm proud of you. You've done wonderful, great things. I wanted to talk about the intro music, if I may, just for a second. How did that make you feel? And should we play it again? for me listening to that I just uh, I breathed a little deeper I, I felt relaxed I felt calm uh, in a previous episode we talked about music and its effects and I was feeling that I, I just felt really really nice with that music it just it slowed me down today's episode we're gonna talk about rest uh, relaxation not just like a day off, but more than that, like God-infused rest. The definition for rest is to cease work or movement. There's another cool word I like. We did an episode on that one. To cease work or movement in order to relax, to refresh oneself or recover strength. It's peace of mind or spirit. It's freedom from activity or labor. It's free of anxieties and disturbance. The rest is to remain confident. It's refreshing ease. I like how that's put. It's as opposed to like being restless, where you, you can't hold still. You, you have trouble sleeping. You're rolling over in your bed. You got thoughts all throughout you. It's anxiety. It's unrest. It's so uptight. It's worried. It's being a busybody and laboring. It's such a hard thing in today's society. It really is. There's so much pressure coming at you from every angles and even from yourself to perform, to do, to go here, to go there. I don't know everyone's life, but it can get crazy. Have you been going nonstop? Does life demand every minute of your day? Are you making progress with all of your laboring? The kind of rest we're talking about is much more than just a pausing or taking a break or taking a day off. There's an element of recognizing God in the mix that upgrades the effectiveness. We first read about rest going to the Bible in Genesis 2, 2 and 3. And on the seventh day, God's made the whole everything. He just made man on the sixth day. On the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. He made it holy, because in that he rested from all his work which God created and made. He wasn't tired. He didn't overexert himself. He didn't need a fan. Oh, that was so much work creating the whole world. Oh my gosh. He rested. He relaxed. He looked 
at everything on the days that he had made and said that it was good, but on this day, he made it holy. I read on somewhere, I read in these verses, there wasn't a morning and an evening either. He intended for that day to be continuum and to live in that present state of, ah, yes, I've made it. Uh, Literally. (laughs) Um, He made it holy. He did not work. That's where we get our Sabbath day from. In Exodus 23, verse 12, six days you are to do your work, and the seventh day you shall rest. Your ox and your donkey, you can rest. The son of your handmaid, the stranger, like everybody, that you may be refreshed. Another similar verse to it is Exodus 31, 15. Six days may work be done, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest. Holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? He shall surely be put to death. They were serious about resting on the Sabbath. It takes a lot of effort almost to to rest because you have the urge to, I I can't sit still. I got to get up and do something. When they were in the wilderness, this happened also. God would send manna and he would say, similar to this idea of resting on the Sabbath, He would say, six days, you're to get food, this manna, off the ground and load it into your baskets, and it's going to be meat for the day. On the sixth day, though, you need to get enough for the seventh, because you're not supposed to go out and work and pick up and get into your baskets. What happened was they thought that they could outsmart God and pick up more food on the first and second and like the other days but it would spoil the next day. But on the sixth day, when they did that and they picked up and they got enough for the seventh, it would not spoil. True story. It's in the Exodus. Look it up in Exodus, wherever it is. I didn't make a note of it. Legit. They did not work. They gave the land rest. They had time to sit still and to relax and not do anything. Exodus 33, verse 14, God is telling Moses this. He said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give you rest. Those words are coming out of God's mouth where I will give you rest. You will be satisfied. You won't have to work. You don't need to put as much effort in your own strength and in your own self to do anything. I will give you rest. I love that. In Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30, these uh, words are spoken by Jesus. Listen to this. Come you to me. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Uh, does that sound like you, by the way? Are you laboring and are you heavy laden? And the same kinds of words, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Notice in that verse that there are two kinds of rest here. The first one is the one that Jesus gives you. He says, I will give you rest. Meaning, here it is. Have, have a slice of rest. Why don't you? With the lemonade. Like, have a sit down. You have to come to him first, though. Don't pretend that you're okay under the weight 
of all that the life brings. If you are heavy laden, a trip to the feet of Jesus is where you need to end up. The second rest comes after you learn of how Jesus does things. Because he says, then you will find rest for your souls, meaning it's something that's found. Then you will find rest for your souls. Oh, interesting. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I'm meek and lowly in heart. A yoke is what tied uh, two oxen together to plow fields pre-machinery uh, and tractor days. It, would, it was this piece of wood that would tie the two together. So Jesus is saying, take my yoke upon you, like team up with me. I, I'm right here next to you. I'm meek and I'm lowly in heart, but learn of me. When you take the yoke of Jesus, you'll find that it's easy and the burden isn't really burdensome. You, you move together with Jesus. He's right next to you. He says he's meek and he's lowly and he will refresh you. He will, you will find rest for your souls. I love the promises that are in God's word like that. I heard a story one time of Martin Luther back in the day who would spend an hour in the morning praying for the day. The devil would laugh at his lack of action, to which Luther would pray for another hour. He'd get more done that day because he would rest in the fact that God heard his prayer and would help with the day. It wasn't about Martin Luther getting out there and doing stuff and exerting all of his energy and showing up and doing all the stuff and being so proud of what he did. He would rest in the fact that if I pray, God hears my prayer, he lines everything up, he could accomplish more in that day than he could, you know, 10 days of him working solo without God. I love that. There was a movie that I saw, and I cannot remember if it was The Prince and the Pauper or another one. There's royalty, and he's not in his castle. He's with this other group of guys. He reveals to one of the guys that he, in fact, is royalty, and later on in the movie, he gets his play and he, oh, and he tell <laughs> important fact, he tells this man, I trust you enough. You can sit in my presence, which back in the day, sidebar, back drop, back story thing, you could not sit in the king's presence. If the king was standing, you were standing. Only the king could sit down, right? So he tells this man, I'm royalty, but I trust you. You are my friend, and I'm okaying that you can sit in my presence. Later on in the movie, and I love this part, he is back in royalty. He made it back to his throne. His friend came to visit him or was in the courtroom with him, and there were, you know, tables and chairs just sitting around. And he sat, I remember this scene of the movie, he sat down in the chair. Everybody turned to him and gasped because you do not sit down if the king is standing and everybody like turned it and and he's like what i know the dude he told me that was okay ain't that right and the king was like i told him and made a promise to him when i met him that he was okay to sit in my presence and that was such a cool part of the movie because it took everybody off guard he rested he sat down he was comfortable with the promise that this pre-king had made to him that he could now rest 
in the king's presence. I just love the painting and the imagery of that. When was the last time you did something for you, by the way? When did you take a break? And, and not just at work, not just for 15 minutes. Like, sit down when you eat dinner. Make a cup of tea. Read a book. Don't stare at a screen. When you can take these little tiny God-infused rests, you refresh yourself. You feel energized. When did you rest and know that you rested because of how refreshed you felt afterward? You don't have to keep up appearances. Your house doesn't have to be spotless. The God kind of rest or the kind of rest that God gives is continual. And I believe when you're in it, you can be yourself. You are not uptight or worried. You're free to be the best you, the kind of you that God made you to be. You can't give what you don't have. If you're frazzled and at your wit's end, you won't have the capacity to calmly give a normal response. If, however, you learn how to rest in God's presence, you won't be tilted by the circumstances and you'll have sweet words of grace. This kind of rest is can be at any moment in God's presence and remembering he's with you, he's for you. You don't have to work with all the strength that you have every second of the day. It, if you could, you'd only get so far, but when you rest in God's ability and God's power in your life, you're able to accomplish so much more. And then you look back and you're like, whoa, what, what did I just do? Like, that was cool. I wasn't really trying. I was praying and I was trusting in God. And look how far I've come. Look how these things are. I mean, sure, there were some things I had to work through. This isn't just a cakewalk. I don't mean let's just not have any cares. But when we're resting and we're trusting and we're confident in who God is in our lives, who, how he sees us, our lives begin to take on such gratifying ease and simplicity. We have a day and then we have another day and we can do all kinds of things in it. But if we're rushing through things, if we're all uptight, we're moving here to there so quickly, my goodness, we are just burning the candle at both ends. But we only need to light one at night. <laughs> I made that one up. Um, I hope that this conversation of rest has been helpful for you. Go get yourself a KitKat bar. Give me a break. I'll break you off a piece of that KitKat bar. And do something good for you. Don't feel guilty about it. Do it. Smile. This is Matt with an episode of Deep Thoughts, Simple Truths. Thank you for joining me, and I will talk at you next time. <laughs>